You're listening to Listener Supported Ride Bikes Radio, episode 63. Okay, let's get started. Hey everybody, Stevie in Arizona, brand new episode of Ride Bikes Radio. Joining me this week, oh, Brian's back. Hi, Brian. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> Drum roll. Whatever you yeah, want we're to call being it. <laughs> we're being told nerds um, uh, talking here. We've been already talking for I don't know for how long twenty minutes or something before we even started recording. Yeah. We're being nerds. I'm gonna put some of it at the end of the show. It'll be great. Um, Brian, thanks for joining us again. You guys remember Brian yeah, back in the back in the day when we used to do ride bikes radio all the time, and then COVID happened and other stupid stuff happened, and then we didn't do any yeah. shows for a while. Um, yeah. Even though I said we were going to do more stopping. shows. Oh man, yeah, we're done with that. Stopping. We're all yeah, stopping because we have some yeah. really cool stuff, old guy stuff that's going to be happening. And I know a lot of you guys out there are old guys with us, yeah. so it's going to be pretty cool stuff. I mean, Richard, I get I'm super Richard. excited. What was that? <laughs> Richard Wazinski. Richard, old guy. <laughs> yes. He well, gets a shout out today. There, there's a couple of them. I mean, I could pull up in the Strava Club, I and mean, we don't need to call out all oh, yeah, the we old guys. Oh, yeah, we don't need to call them all out. Yeah. Sorry about that, that. Maybe next yeah, time. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> anyway, because like Brian- each other out. Exactly. Well, Brian, you've got some really cool stuff coming up um, that you're working on. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. You can just agree. Yeah. You can just say, yes, I have really yeah. cool stuff. Yes. As I sigh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I have anxiety thinking about the things that Brian's got <laughs> planned for the next 12 months. Um, What's well, yeah. going to be a good time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really nice. And you guys have probably, if you haven't caught up already, there's two episodes that I've done in the sh- in the feed. One was just like a, oops, sorry, here's an episode. And then another one, I talked a little bit briefly about the new e-bike in my garage, the Juice Bikes Rip Racer, which I imagine I'll probably talk about further at some point. Um, but that's in there too. But we're going to get started. This is, we could call it season two, but I don't want to do seasons. That's a pain. We're just going to get right back to talking about riding bikes because that's what we do. Yeah. 63 episodes though i mean think about that number you know considering what we had to go yeah. through you know i mean it's not yeah. it's not white roof radio numbers but it's it's definitely this fledgling yeah, right, little white roof radio we just recorded it. we just recorded our 691st episode over at white roof that's pretty exciting yeah. um and it's nice to know too here at ride bikes radio just to talk to you guys just for a minute out there in white roof in ride bikes radio land there's like 150 of you still there which is really cool yeah Without me really just doing waiting. anything but posting a show. Just, just waiting. Just waiting for us to emerge like Ponsatani Phil from, from our slumber. <laughs> exactly. This one. This one's going to go out on the Strava Club, though. We're going to talk about Strava Club in a minute. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to get to, and we don't have a lot of time to get to it. So we're, we're going to just reintroduce ourselves, basically. We're going to let Brian update ourselves on all the stuff that he's got going on, including a brand new bike fit. We're going to talk about that. And then we have some nerd stuff that we want to talk about if we have time. So Mm -hmm. there we go. We'll just go and get to it. Yeah. Uh, We started the show back in whenever it was a million years ago, right? Bikes radio started back in 2000. When? 19? No, No, 18? 18. I think it was 18. I think it was 18. And oh, I have to check. The this might be 18. an edit. No, dude, 16. <gasps> 16. Shut the front door. Really? Shut the front door indeed. Yeah. Wow. Ride Bikes Radio episode 00 was the, uh, that was, that was in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I had to go all the way back to page seven on the website. Yeah. So yeah, right. yeah. <clears throat> we've been doing this now for seven years. Oh, sort of. Wow. You got to take yeah, two years out because we, we took a break. <laughs> dog, they're dog years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, you guys remember we started this and we started doing this because I wouldn't shut up about bicycles. Um, and everybody was just tired of me talking about bicycles all the time. So I said, well, I needed to make a podcast about bicycles. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And Brian's all, oh, I want to be on your podcast about riding bikes. So we got Brian on yep. the podcast from White Roof Radio. Brian used to help with White Roof Radio. And mm-hmm. that's how it started. Um, I'm a podcaster and I'm a, I used to race BMX and I used to, I just ride bikes, lost a hundred pounds riding bikes. That's, that's all I did. That's all I've known for bicycles. Unlike our man, Brian here. Oh boy. Here we go. Uh, Do we need Jeopardy music? Well, I was just a wee lad (laughs) back in the day. Uh, Yeah. I've been digging through all my old photos and stuff. And I found the one of my, one of my first bikes that my grandparents brought back for me from England it was an nice. old uh, Carlisle. And oh. uh, I'm standing next to it, and the top tube is literally like at my shoulders, my, <laughs> almost my chest. Oh my God. And I'm God. like, how, I have no idea how I'm going to ride this thing. But, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a definitely a good memory, good photograph. Um, nice. But yeah, I've been involved in the cycling industry for 30 plus years, 40, actually 40 years probably at this point with working for different companies and, and, uh, managing teams and running teams and being a mechanic and all the kind of fun stuff. But anyway, all that aside, I mean, the two wheel has always been a big part of my life and, and mm-hmm. uh, took a huge tire, a huge break from it, you know, the last few years. And it's really kind of makes you sad, puts you in a weird depression. And uh, post COVID, you kind of come out of it. You're like, I got these things hanging in the garage. They're just collecting dust. Like, what are we going to do? We got to get them, got to get them back to life. Um, and so, you know, kind of just brought my bikes, you know, back to life and started riding them again. And, and then it kind of dawned on me a few weeks ago. I'm like, Hmm, in next year, I'm going to turn 60. So shut up. What stupid crap could I put together to punish myself in my year of turning 60? And so I, I came up with this half wit plan with, with the help of my kids who, uh, who I pitched it to and they went, oh yeah, you should totally do it because you know they're not going to have to participate in any part of it. So they were yeah. like, sure, go ahead, kill yourself. That would be awesome. Um, so I'm going to be doing six rides next year um, starting in April and then ending in November of 2024, just about a few weeks before my 60th birthday. But they're going to be uh, ultra distance, ultra climbing rides. Um, one mountain bike ride in there. Um uh, so the Whiskey 50, um, Ride the Rockies in June, Triple Bypass, which is a 100-plus mile ride in Colorado. You've done uh, that ride it, before during the show. I remember you telling us about it. I have done that ride, and I've done it both ways. They used to do a, they used to do a version of that called the Double Triple Bypass. So the first day you would ride over from Evergreen, uh, Colorado, to Avon, which is just outside of Vail, and then you would sleep. Get up the next morning and ride back. Yeah, so it was 200 and I want to say 225 miles, I think, and a right around, well, I think right around the, the height of Everest. So right around 28,000 feet of climbing, I think, between the two days. It was, and, and not only after I finished that, is that I had to drive home, which is an hour to my house. So after 
writing all of that for two days. Then I had to drive home and, and I was a noodle, like complete noodle. <laughs> so, so we're, we're only going to do one side of that this year, <laughs> uh, which will be good. Um, and then but after that I, is, I did the math on all the rides that you have, all the big rides that you have pl- planned, Brian, and you're going to end yeah. up, if you, if you get them all done, you're going to end up clocking over a hundred thousand miles of elevation. 100,000 feet? 100,000 feet of elevation, sorry. Close, yeah. I think I came up with around... it. And the, the delta, or the thing that could change is Ride the Rockies because they haven't announced the route yet and they won't until January ah. next year. Yeah. Um, generally, that one's right around uh, 35, 33,000 feet of climbing for four days, um, which is, you know, kind of seems like a lot. Um so that one's kind of that. Then after triple is um, STP or Seattle to Portland in a, in one day, and I did that a few years ago. That's around two hundred and seven miles in one day, uh, oh. with with a moderate amount of climbing, only about six thousand feet of climbing. <laughs> that one. Oh my god! Yeah. So anyway, so STP. Then I'll take a little bit of a break till August. Um, going to try to get into a very exclusive ride called ramrod and okay. ramrod uh takes about 800 riders it is the ride around mount mount rainier uh, oh. which is super cool it's about ten thousand feet of climbing that day uh, but they only let in 800 riders and it's a full lottery and um i don't they don't even tell you how much it's going to cost you just put your name in and <laughs> that's how it works out uh, right and if so they pick if I don't you, get, you go oh crap i guess i better find yeah, out i'm gonna pay for this exactly yeah if i don't get into that i'll do um i'll do copper triangle which is in colorado that's a, a fairly short it's only like 75 miles um ride in uh at copper mountain in colorado and then okay. uh, the last ride which i'll finish up which hopefully db will will join me on will be tour tucson uh in November. oh you're gonna do that one yeah. That's a big ride yeah. too. Yeah, but there's wow. multiple distances, so you don't have to do the full hundred. You can do they have a half century and then they have a uh, my, uh, Yeah. So we're gonna talk more about that one too for sure, because that'll yeah. jive that'll tie in nicely. So the reason why Brian's telling us all these ridiculous rides he's got planned is he's actually going to use Ride Bikes Radio to help keep him uh, honest, to track it, <laughs> to to, yeah. to talk about his training, to yes. talk about what's coming up and talk about what's happening during his training and all the things. We're going to share that. And that was yeah. his idea. I thought it was super great. And I said, let's do it. Yeah. So the way I thank you for that segue. We, the way, the way I approach this is very methodically and very scientifically is that look, I'm 50 pounds heavier than I was nine years ago, you know? Um, because in t- at the end of 2012, I was probably in the best shape I've ever been, even since probably high school. I mean, I was right around 200 pounds. I was riding a lot, um, and that's your probably that's felt your better. Wedding, that's I, your wedding. That's your wedding weight, isn't it? Yeah. So right around then, I was super thin, and then I kind of just slid downhill from there, and now now I'm at where I'm at. Um, right. So I looked at it in in a very specific way is that I wanted to make sure that when I went into this, that I wasn't going to, you know, injure myself. And then I would have to like, you know, take time to try to lose the weight, you know, in a different manner. So I, 
I took the solid approach and I got my, I got, I went in and got a bike fit. Now I've had bike fits before in the past. Um, and a company by the way, by the name of retool, which was purchased by specialized, which I, uh, found out just, you know, just recently. Um, so they retool, if, if no one's familiar with it, we'll put, you know, we'll put links and stuff in the show notes about it. But, Mm -hmm. um, retool is a very scientific way of doing bike fits and they look at you. It looked at your body geometry. They, they measure your sit bones. They measure your leg length. They measure your flexibility. And then they kind of plug it all into a system. You get up on the bike with a bunch of sensors and then they 3d it for you so that you can tell to make sure that your pedal length's correct, that your sit back is correct, that your reach to your handlebars is correct. Um, so that you're not going to potentially injure yourself and so forth. So I spent about two hours at a local shop, um, in Redmond to get a bike, you know, get the full retool. This is the third retool that I've had in my life, you know, but the two previous ones were very early on. They were probably a good 15 years ago. And obviously, you know, biomechanically I've changed significantly since then. Um, so in order to make sure that I was going to be set up for success was to make sure that uh, at least my primary bike, my road bike, um, was set up properly. And it just so happens ironically that my mountain bike was almost perfect within just a few, um, millimeters of being off in, you know, seat height and setback and so forth. So that was a positive side of it too. Um, but as far as the fit was concerned, the major thing that got changed was seat height was a little too low for me. And then my cleats now DB doesn't ride with cleats yet. And that may or may not. I, yeah, I still, I still ride, I still ride flat. In case anybody's wondering, yeah. I still ride in flats. I have to have full circle, circular motion with my feet, so I ride with cleats and have for, forever. However, I'm not riding with road specific shoes anymore or road specific pedals. I'm using one pair of shoes and one type of pedal, and that's it between both bikes. So ah, yeah, okay. there isn't something to get used to because sometimes you can, at least for me, if I have a road bike shoe that you know, a road shoe that fits really well or a mountain bike shoe that doesn't fit so well. Um, you know, it doesn't always work out so well. So I just decided I'm just going to use mountain bike pedals and mountain bike shoes. It'll make it easier for when I have to get off and have to walk so on and so forth. So I just did that. But the, the second thing that got changed the most was, was cleats. That was, that was a big thing. It was, my cleats were definitely not in the right place. They were causing some problems with my toes. Oh. Um, and so that's been fixed. So Nice. So this is this is a, a bike shop there uh, up up near you, and this is a system that the bike shop had. You roll, you stroll in, you book the time, you stroll in with your bike that you want measured, and then yep. they run all the measurements and punch it all into the retool system that then kicked yep. out this five page report that exactly, makes sure yeah. that your seats right, your handlebars are right, um, and anything that needs to be changed, you can go and the guys can just take care of it for you, or you can do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And generally it's going to be tweaks will be maybe your stems too short or maybe you have the wrong type of seat post, whether it's a centered seat post or a setback seat post. Um, Crank arm length is another thing. You know, if you're not, you don't have the right crank arm length, it's a lot of it goes into the science of of how to do a proper bike fit because you can go out and and think that you've done it correctly and you've got your seat height too low or you've got your seat height too high and you'll injure your hip or or your knee or your feet or something. And then you'll be chasing that injury for months and months and months. Um, so it's always a good practice to, to, if you're going to do a big thing, like I'm with, I'm planning to do next year is mm-hmm. to just set yourself up. Like I said, for success, 
um, because you don't want to be chasing injury. It's just, it's not a fun place to be in. It, one small tweak can screw the whole thing up. It's, it's like putting the wrong ingredient in a soup or in a, in a dinner or something, you know, it'll just mess it up. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you, uh, you put in a ginger instead of yeah. garlic and you're just like, Ooh, yeah. Why would it's, you do that? It's also, it's like adding a second wife, you know, you don't want to do that. Cause then when you do that, <laughs> things get all weird. And then, you know, you got to figure out who you're going to go out with on Wednesday. And so it's, it's just never going to work. So, so we'll just, we'll leave it at that. So yeah, the wow. bike fit side of it, and I'll, I'm I'll, I'm happy to share you know the report so that people can see what it looks like and and see the science behind it. It's 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 progressed significantly since Specialized purchased Retool. They kind of combined their two systems. Specialized used to have this body geometry system that they did on their own, which is sort of their rudimentary way of doing bike fits, and now they've gotten you know the full science behind it, 3D capture and all this kind of good stuff. So it's it's good. Really good. Yeah, so I read the, the re- I, I read the report. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but then also um, I'm not a professional cyclist. Uh, I mean, a lot of it I can go through and it's like, oh yeah, of course this is all the yeah. things that you're going to measure. So I think it's super cool. Um, and uh, so so then your road bike is now completely dialed in. You can get on it and it's just like oh, it is now. You are now officially yeah. one with the bike. Yeah, I would say. Um, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to just from the fact that um, I changed saddles. So I have a new saddle to ride. I have one of the new stubby, short, specialized saddles. Um, okay. And uh, so I'm going to try that as, as something new. It's it's designed to kind of help with your hip, with your hip tilt. Uh, okay. So we'll see how that works. Uh, unfortunately, around me right now, they're doing a bunch of construction on the roads and and there's a uh, gravel and asphalt torn up right now. So I'm not able to ride my, my road bike. So I'll be putting in a lot of miles on my mountain bike, you know, in the meantime, which <laughs> is fine. Cause the whole network of mountain bike trails just right off the back of our uh, complex. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's always great. Excellent. Yeah. Super good. So that's <clears throat> that side of it. And then, cool. you know, the, nut- the nutrition side of it is going to change. Obviously you have to, unbreak all those crappy habits and, and, uh, stop drinking beer and, you know, and stop, you know, mount mounting on cheat on chips and, you know, taquitos and ever, all that kind of stuff. You gotta, you gotta fix it, put fruit. in. The yeah. House. You gotta get, you gotta get gluten out of your system again. You gotta stop with the gluten sugar. You gotta stop alcohol. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what's tough is that I live with, you know, uh, two women that enjoy eating crap. <laughs> you could actually call you could actually call them carbies bake bagel bites tostitos pizzas beefaroni you know yes. that kind of stuff yeah yes. uh, um you know healthy stuff so uh it's it's a challenge on that side but they've both committed to help me uh not oh. partake oh that's their, great in their downward spiral <laughs> Yeah, that's been a struggle for me as I've managed 20 pounds on extra. Yeah. And that's 100% that's from COVID, um, which is just, that's just been a real struggle for me. And that's something that we might touch on in a future episode um, is I the so. after effects of COVID. Because I, I got COVID once and that sucked. I got COVID a second time and it didn't suck as bad. But yeah. I just stopped having effects from COVID. Like, yeah, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Right? Well, I think what would be interesting about that about that and we we're totally teasing our next show probably is what we should do yeah. is talking about how COVID affected you then talk about how COVID affected someone who didn't get it and then 
also what COVID did for the bike industry and what it's done for the oh, bike yeah. industry after COVID. So right. that's all interesting topics. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there that bike shops are suffering right now because of what yeah, happened. Yeah, in fact, COVID. I saw an article today, and this was briefly, and then we'll, then we'll move on because I did see an article where someone said that this is going to be the end of the bike industry struggling, and they're expecting the bike industry to come back uh, in 2024. So that'll be nice. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And meanwhile, go out by bike, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I did my part. Well, here's the, here's the one thing. And we won't talk, we won't tease out too much of this stuff. But the one thing I've noticed about the bike industry, just being involved with it for so long mm-hmm. is, and you don't want to use the phrase recession proof, but it's literally recession proof. It can, it can really make it through this stuff and other industries, they just suffer. They fat out and they go away. It's sort of like buying tickets for a Taylor Swift concert. So it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> These bike shops that are su- that are surviving through COVID right now are solid. These are ones that that had their crap together and they've right. kept it together. The ones that just die off um, because they tried to ride that wave, you know, they they they're not going to make it. So they, they yeah, probably didn't have a good a business model. They probably didn't have a good business model to begin with. Um, right. Who knows? You know, if it's a if it's a solid shop and they've been there forever, uh, yeah, they're going to weather they'll weather all of this nonsense and when 2024 comes back around and y'all start buying bikes again they're going to be fine um yeah so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting this will be something we're definitely going to talk about um uh, just like brandon yeah. mentioned because um i went through all of covid without actually catching covid and i didn't catch covid till last year so yeah. that was really interesting and then the second time i got it was annoying uh, and then how how it affected me and we'll talk about all the things because it'll be a, a probably something we can talk about over the course of multiple shows I'm having issues with Strava. Brian's having issues with Strava too. So we're going to take a minute. Um, and and Strava, well, Strava's got some great new features. If you guys haven't seen the whole, uh, you can assign a bike now to a ride, which is yes. super cool. And that's always been one of my biggest gripes. It's just like, why can't I, why do I have to go in and edit my ride to change the bike every time? Right. And they finally, yeah. I guess I wasn't the only one who was complaining about that. They finally said, oh, hey, you know what? You can assign a type of ride to a bicycle. It's like, oh, or at least to a piece of equipment because you can do it with shoes too. So I've been able to put my e-bike in as my e-bike ride for my e-bike ride. I do mountain bike ride and I've got the big 29er. Yep. My single speed 29er. That's my mountain, my mountain bike. It gives me that weird mountain bike map, but I don't care. It just lets me track it. And then all bicycle rides just with my straw, with my specialized. So, which is my daily driver anyway. So perfect. If you haven't done that yet and you have multiple bicycles, even if it's only two, then you should really look into doing that because it's a huge time saver. And it's just one of those things that's always annoyed me. And now it doesn't annoy me anymore. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, what does annoy me, but what does annoy me? And this is, this is getting into the meat of this. And I just recently discovered this. So I go on, I went on an e-bike ride and I've done, I have a loop. It takes me an hour, gets me out of the house, clears my head, makes me do circles for an hour. It's great. Leg day. When I track it with Strava or with the Apple watch app, I do this ride. It's 20 miles. Um, On an e-bike, it gives me half close of my activity ring. So it means it tells me I burned 450 calories during the activity. Okay. okay. Seems reasonable because if I did it on my regular bike, then it almost closes it, right? Really close right there. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. It's a 900 calorie ride. But I, I did it the other day 
without starting a tracking. I didn't track it with Strava. I didn't track it with Apple with Apple Watch app. And I got back after my 20-mile ride, and I closed my activity ring yeah, without tracking sense. it at all. And yeah. kind of got me thinking. And I'm for those of you who are following me everywhere else on the internet, know right now I have a huge, huge, huge problem with algorithms in general. And I'm starting mm-hmm. to wonder if maybe I need to break up with Strava or just use it for just tracking miles and take it off my watch because it's useless. So, all right, let me ask you this. Was it your move ring that you were talking about? Not your workout ring, right? Is that what you're, or your, no, not my workout, not my exercise, exercise, not my, no. Yeah. Cause the workout ring, your that's, exercise a, ring, that's a, that's a time ring. My move yeah, ring. Your yeah. Move ring. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, sorry for the confusion. The outside ring. No, not no. The I middle ring. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Cause that's because exercise, it's like you, if you track 30 minutes of something or if it, or if the watch detects that you've done 30 minutes of activity over 105 beats per minute, then it just gives you the credit, right? Or whatever it is for me, it's different well, it for should, every person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. it just gives you the credit. It's like, oh, you did exercise because you did a half an hour of exertion. So yeah. you closed your exercise. I, I only have myself for 30 minutes. That's fine. I don't care. Right. Um, and then the other one, the big ring on the activity ring on the outside is the one where it does the calorie thing. And if you set it low and then it just keeps on, you should increase this by a hundred calories. And you do that until it stops and it maxes at 980 calories, I think. Uh, and that's where mine hmm. usually sits. So it's really interesting okay. that I, I've closed my extra, my move ring, not my move ring, my activity ring without tracking. But if I track okay. it, it doesn't close on my e-bike. So that yeah, makes see, me. I'm with you on the. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm with you on the algorithm stuff because I'm. There's a there's I tried to do some 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 scientific data, you know, on my last trip because I'm uh, I got an ult, I got a, a Apple Watch Ultra. I don't know, like four or five months ago or something like that. Oh, it's so cool. Big, I've seen it, which is I, the cool. Yeah, it's a cool. It's watch. a cool I mean, thing. Just, yeah, it's a really great watch. It's one of the best. It's the best Apple Watch I've ever had. Obviously, since it's, it's, I've had every single one since the beginning. Nice. Um, and. Uh, so I tried something. So I, my, I had a trip to Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago and I had to go through O'Hare. Now, anybody who's flown through O'Hare knows that you have to, you're, 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 when you have to change planes, your, your gate's not going to be there. It's going to be two terminals away or one terminal away. And it's a, <laughs> it's a mile to a mile and a half trek like right that. through that airport. <laughs> it's so like Dallas. I, you're doing your best OJ like impersonation. Yeah. You have exactly. to do your best OJ impersonation it, it, to go from gate A to gate ZZ. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you kids listening out there who don't know who OJ is, look him up. He's on Google. I'll, um, I'll see if I I'll see if can find a, a link Bronco. to that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, it's he's it, that's the, that's the old uh, back in the day before OJ got in trouble. He used to do whew, Hertz yeah, rental car commercials, commercials, right? Yeah, and he would jump yeah, yeah. over like a piece of luggage or something, yeah. or <laughs> hurdle over a piece of luggage. Right. Yes, exactly. Through the airport. Yeah. And that's what I've I've done that run through Dallas like three times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I had a gate change at O'Hare, flew in from Seattle to O'Hare, and then I had to go to Green Bay. I was flying into Green Bay and it was one terminal away. And and it's I think it was pretty close to a miles what I ended up tracking it as from one gate to the other or it was pretty darn close, like point nine or something. So I purposely didn't start a workout just to see if my Apple watch would figure out that I was hoofing it to make it, you know, I was carrying a heavy bag. I had a backpack. I was, I was definitely, my heart rate was definitely over a hundred, you know, heading there. 
And I get there and I look at my exercise ring and it's like four minutes. And I'm like, what, what is going on here? My move moved up a little bit. Like I, I it looked like I burned some calories. So I was like, okay, this, we're going to flip this. We're going to flip the script on the way back. So I did on the way back, same distance, same uh-huh. amount of distance between the gates. But I started a workout that time and I burned more calories that time than I did the first time, which oh. doesn't make any sense. That I was doing doesn't this. make any sense. No sense at all. And then I, I only got on a 25 minute walk. I, I was able to close my exercise ring. So the, whatever Apple does in their Apple foo inside of their watches to figure out what, you know, whether you're doing a workout or not doing a workout or what it's, it's, it's super odd. Some it's super random. I don't, I don't get the full pickup on it all the time, you know, and I don't, DB's yeah. been using an Apple Watch, um, you know, for the last couple of years too, and so he has just as much data as I do. But it's it's odd. It's really odd on how yeah. Apple figures that stuff out. So yeah, and I've I've always kind of struggled too. Like all of a sudden, it'll just like, oh, I closed all my rings and I didn't do anything. It's just because I spent yeah. all day um, doing yard work outside or something, right? And I've got kind yeah. of a big lot here, and all of a sudden, I've clocked twelve thousand steps. And I've closed all my rings. I'm just like, I didn't even start anything, but yet there it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So Um, that's that side of it. Yeah. So that's, so it's just a little bit weird. I'm going to keep doing some experiments. If you guys have found anything strange with tracking specifically with Apple watch, um, I really appreciate you guys dropping over to red bikes radio, leave a note in the show. notes, and just kind of, let's start a conversation about this. See what, see what's going yeah, on. For sure. Especially if anybody's yeah. open to support, take it with Strava. Cause I'm thinking of actually doing that just to see, just to see what's going on. Right. Why is it so no, I think weird? I mean, you can't, you can't hurt right to, to do that. But uh, I, I mean, mean, I've already broken up with Strava. I, I yeah. Brian's already yeah, broken up Strava and I haven't yeah, yet. And, but I'd like through. to. Yeah. Like, so, well, Brian, if you've broken up reason, with Strava, go ahead. No, I mean, ahead. The, the free stuff is is fine. It doesn't give you a whole lot of features. If you want to be a premium member, they've raised the price on that. I think it's like 70 bucks a year, right? Is it? So yeah. it's gone from I'm paying, 50 I'm paying a year monthly to and 70. I, I think it's, um, I forgot what I'm paying, but it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, and, and uh, if you enjoy all the features of it, it it's great. I mean, I, most of my cycling history is on Strava. Uh, stepping away from it was, you know, just a thing. But it, the reason I did that is because of some of the things that are starting to come down the pipe from what Apple's doing with the Apple Watch, with the iPhone, with cycling specific. If anybody had seen the developers conference back in June, there was a big segment in there specifically talking about cycling and the support of third party Bluetooth devices such as like cadence sensors and speed sensors and and uh, power meters oh uh, i didn't see like, see i wasn't able to watch the the any of the developer stuff and so i wasn't and i haven't seen anything written about anything else but apple's treated so far cycling like a like a redheaded stepchild so that's nice yeah. that they've changed that up a little bit i mean there was a, an entire segment devoted minutes of the of the keynote devoted just to cycling just to talk about this just to talk about the fact that they're doing raw FTP uh, calculations now, which is very interesting. Uh, but the support wow. of third-party Bluetooth devices is insanely interesting. So, let's say that you're, you know, DB and I are quad lock guys. We let, we have quad lock cases for our bikes. We put our phones on our, um, you know, we put our phones on our stems. Um, 
you know, Apple has, and this is all in iOS 17, which is not full release yet, which will be out next month. Um, is, you know, the, the work app app for cycling is now a full blown cycling app. Now it's super raw. It, it, it's in its fledgling state. It, it needs some love, but there are some badass developers out there that are going to fix some stuff and they're going to make this work. And you're going to be able to have one device to handle all your Bluetooth stuff. And you're going to be able to be indoor, outdoor, whatever you want to do, multiple bikes, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to be really good. So that's going to be super cool. Read the tea leaves with things. I mean, there's some great apps for your watch right now. The workout, the workplace app, I think is what it's called. I'll have to find it, but it's, that thing is amazing. Uh, good for the Apple watch ultra. Um, if you're an ultra owner, um, but the work, like I just, I tested it again today on the latest beta version of 17 on the workout app. It's really good. I mean, it's getting better. It's getting, it's connecting to heart rate straps faster. It's maintaining connection, but again, super raw, super rudimentary. So so you're telling me better. So you're telling me that at least with the, with your watch, because you've got the ultra, you're going to be able to pair a Wahoo sensor of some sort to your watch. And the watch is going to go, Oh, that's a Wahoo cadence sensor. I know what that is. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to collect all the data or uh, who knows whatever brand of uh, chest strap and your watch just needs connect here. It's like a Bluetooth thing. It's like, Oh, I know what that is. I can read that. It's fine. And it's just going to work. Yeah, of course it is. Cause that's how it, that's how it is right now. I mean, I have a cadence. I have a Wahoo cadence sensor, Wahoo speed sensor. I have a ticker Wahoo with ticker, um, chest strap. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have, you know, in a few weeks I'll have a stages, uh, Bluetooth power meter for, you know, my crank arm. So that'll be Bluetooth to it too. So before that, you know, Apple would, because there's so many different Bluetooth devices that we have, but not very many of them can be concurrently connected to devices, especially the Apple right. watch, especially, um, now, watch, especially the phone them. too. Yeah. yeah. It, now it's going to be fully supported. So you know, like I can go out, I have my AirPods Pro on and then I've got, you know, three sensors on and then I've got a chest strap and I've got, you know, multiple things going. You couldn't do that before. So now you're going to be able to do that. And it's just the simplicity of, of how things are. I mean, the more Bluetooth LE gets uh, more ubiquitous, it's just going to be that much easier for, for stuff to be connected. And that's really going to affect like Wahoo and other uh, exactly. computer that's, manufacturers. That because yeah. it's going to cut in because, I mean, you could spend $500 on a thing that only does one thing, lives on your bicycle and tracks mm-hmm. all your bike stuff. Sure. Great. Or you could buy a $500 thing that also makes phone calls or gets notifications and tells you the time on your wrist, you know, and you could take it with you everywhere you yep. go. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that affects everything. So the, in the last piece of this really quickly, and I know I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but. The last piece of it, which Apple has not done in the past, which they're doing now is offline maps with maps, with Apple maps. Now Mm. with a Wahoo device, with a Garmin device, you download the maps for the area that you're riding in so that you can use the navigation on a Wahoo element roam or, um, you know, or, or something, some other side of a head head unit, just like the Garmin's. Now you can do offline mapping for your Apple for your phone too, so oh, that you don't have right. to have a dedicated connection so that you can navigate and get through when you don't have cellular connection through some spots. So offline mm. mapping is huge, uh, not just for cycling stuff, but 
I look at offline mapping general. too for my for my company too that I work for. Mm-hmm. For uh, you know, we we build GPS devices, and so having offline mapping and being able to take GPS data from the device and put it into the phone and be able to have some sort of mapping is huge. You're, you're, you're huge. cute. We build GPS devices. You're cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> GPS safety devices. Yeah. Brian, Brian, Brian works for the company responsible for making sure that your phone can communicate when you don't have signal. That's Brian. Yeah. The company Brian works for built that and developed and it and invented that, it. Yeah. It's embedded in the, in the, uh, uh, in the that's, iPhone 14 to 14 Pros, yeah. So that's ex- that's um, specifically why I got myself and my wife while we upgraded to iPhone 14 yeah. Pros, right? Now, did you it's hear that? Some of the and there was another out. feature in there, but that's like the big one. Just, there are yeah. times when I'm driving places where there's no service, right? And it's also not a lot of cars. And it's like, boy, sure would be nice if I just like go, oh, here. Yeah. Now, did you and, hear I mean, something that came out of Maui? Yeah, I, I was just gonna say that. I'll have to link that up because Gruber posted it. Is that um, somebody's yep. used somebody used that over in Maui during the fires because yep. they didn't have yep. cell phone service and they were able to send search and rescue right. They to were them. trapped. Yeah, they were trapped. They they couldn't get out. Their by car the was fires. completely surrounded by fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they used the uh, they used the SOS feature in their fourteen, which connected to our satellites. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone down a non bike rabbit hole. That's there, very non bike uh, rabbit hole. But, yeah. I know. Okay. So Brian, you're but just, you're going to, so what we're going to do, we're going to continue to follow Brian on his progress into the uh, tracking without a uh, tracking without tracking. You're going to just do it all with just the stuff that you have without doing third party uh, computer or third party app. You're going to do all with the Apple stuff and the third party yeah. hardware, obviously the, the Bluetooth trackers that you've got installed on your person and on your bicycle, but you're just going to track all of that through your Apple watch. Correct. Yeah, yep. that'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch yep. him do that. Good. Yep. Nice. Yeah. You know, there, as, there's as only one other kind I'll, of... Go ahead. As a secondary, I'll use Ride GPS uh, for an upload also, um, mm-hmm. just to have, you know, a, a mapping interface that you can see. Because on the uh, on the workout app in, in Apple right now, you, you, you got to look at it workout by workout by workout. It doesn't really string it all together and show you everything that's been happening, so... Right, which is annoying. Um, and there's one other kind of nerd thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure you guys have already seen this. And and, and if you haven't, I'll link it up. But the new there's a new bike by Specialized. It just got released this <laughs> week, last week. And and I'm just looking at it. We don't talk about this kind of stuff here. I understand. I get it because it's a $14,000 bicycle. But if you haven't seen the S-Works Tarmac SL8 yet, I'm going to link it up in the show notes. Just go look. Don't... Don't go, ah, oh, Specialized Bike, man, $50,000 carbon bike. What are you guys going? Ah, oh, you're ruining the brand. Don't give me any of that. Just go and look <laughs> because this bike is freaking gorgeous. It's cordless. It's wireless. There's no cables. There's no hoses. There is nothing on this bike. Yeah. It's all wireless, and it just looks so nice. Yeah. It has I get uh, it. SRAM Red ETAP on it. Uh, mm-hmm. XS, yeah. So AXS. I mean, so even the brakes is, are wireless. Yeah, everything so all, is wireless. How do you make wireless? Days. How do you make wireless hydraulic brakes? Where's the Where's the it's, hydro? It's It's got to be con- self-contained. It's got to be in the thing. There's got to be a yeah. There's got to be a small. Hydro and gotta there. be something there. I'm sure someone will probably nerd out with us and go, "Oh yeah, it's like it's like this." But this bike is so cool. 
Yeah, it's I mean, pretty if I had, neat. Four, I mean, it's, okay. if I had fourteen hey, grand sitting on that, buy it. I mean, they're selling them right now. I mean, there's only three sizes left, or four sizes left in the red, and then it looks like on the gray, they got five sizes left. So, and they too, they do take, uh, they do take Google Pay. So, you know, go ahead and use that Express checkout for your. Oh, they've got a fifty-six in the gray. Yeah. I might have to buy it. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy it. Because it's a fourteen thousand dollar bicycle, because no, because <laughs> you have to sleep else. with it on it. Yeah, I, I already yeah. we're already down to one car, but I have to get rid of the house. It's fine. It's fine. I have yeah. this bike. It's it's satisfying M plus one, which is we all know is terribly important. This is just a cool bike, and it's just something I wanted to touch on just for a minute, just because I think it's super cool. I this is completely out of my budget, and it goes against the ethos of Ride Bikes Radio, if you will, because it's all carbon yeah. and nonsense and crap. But well, let's man, let's is, nerd out for a second. It weighs fifteen point one yep. pounds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is a cool bike. Go check it out. Just look yeah. at it, drool, do whatever you want. I don't care, but I think it's cool. Honestly, this is this is a buyer's market right now for bikes. It, it really, yeah. it literally is. If you have some some scratch laying around and you're looking for a new bike, um, you're going to be able to get a pretty screaming deal. I mean, uh, I I just you know subscribe to um, you know to the Facebook market group that you know in the Pacific Northwest, and during COVID, there was hardly any activity. Now. I see a minimum of three to five posts a day for people selling their bikes. And these are not cheap. These are S works bikes. These are, you know, high end treks. These are high end giants. This is, you know, nothing to scoff at. And, um, if you want to, yeah. like I said, if you have some money left over, you can, you can get a good deal on a bike right now. Oh, oh yeah. If you are, if you're suffering from M plus one, you definitely, and if you don't mind riding used, slightly used, probably never used, maybe once there yeah. are some deals to be had like 50% oh, off. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. least, right? Because they just can't get rid of them. Yeah. Even if you go to your local bike shop, who should be fully stocked by now, all of mine are back to being fully stocked. You still might find some deals, like if they have any consignment stuff floating around. So it's always worth checking them. You know, yeah. for us nerds that are get a good deal. Those who, guys have been sitting on some bikes for a while too. The ones that got them, you know, early last, early this year. Yeah, and they they just cost money if they're just hanging in their racks. So they need to get exactly. Rid of them. So that's it. We're done for the week. So thanks for listening. Thanks for staying subscribed. Obviously, this is all really great stuff. If you're looking for another podcast to add to your podcast player, and you like the work that I do, and if you guys remember, some of you might, uh, there's a show that I used to do with Fireball Tim. It's called The Hollywood Car Show. It's actually into it. We're into our third season having <laughs> since 2008. It's really great. It's a lot of fun. We talk about Hollywood cars. We talk about movies. Uh, Tim gives us really cool stories uh, about things that he's experienced during his time working at Hollywood, we talk about diecast cars and some event stuff. It's, it's hilarious. It's fun. I love that show to death. And I really wish you guys would check it out. Hollywoodcarshow.com. There's a link to it at Rad Bikes Radio. If you're looking for something new to listen to, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, I'm going to go and call show. We are done for this week. As I've mentioned in the past, we're going to go back to doing a bi-weekly cadence on this show. So you're going to see a new episode from us every other week. Brian, right? Absolutely yep. committed to that every other week. Twice we're going to shoot. We're shooting for twice a month, um, just because we want to do it. And we're going to have a lot of cool updates from Brian on all his getting ready to ride and all of his training and yep. dietary stuff. I'm going to be playing along with the home game, so that's going to be a lot of fun too. Um, hope you guys play along as well. And also next time we'll go through the Strava Club. We didn't do it this time, but for sure we'll go through the Strava Club again. So if you haven't been in Strava, go ahead and maybe use at least track miles, track elevation see if you can do yeah. better than 
10,215 feet last week. <laughs> no, that was this week. 13,120 feet last week. Brian's going to be at the top of that list next year. Next year. Right, yeah, yeah. next year. <laughs> right now. No, I'm sorry. Last yeah. week's here, just because I'm here and now I've already said something. Last week's was uh, Gunner Stock at 14,633 feet. Good. Oh, yeah. That's something. Man. Where's he at? How do you guys do this? I don't know. I get like, I don't know. I barely clock a thousand miles of elevation here in Arizona. Yeah. That's just crazy that that's happening, right? Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, we're gonna we'll go we'll make a full pass to the Strava Club uh, next time, which would be a good time. And then anything else that we come up with, of course, we will cover that as well. And if you have any questions or if you have any comments or you have any concerns, uh, go ahead click over to ridebikesradio.com. Comments are open. I've asked for a couple of comments already. Uh, you're gonna find a link to Brian's retool report. You're gonna find yep. a link to <laughs> the OJ Hertz ad and the <laughs> story about the SOS. The story about the SOS feature that was used over in Maui, which was really fantastic. Yeah. And anything yeah. else that I can come up with is over. Oh, plus you're going to see the brand new website, which is super cool, too, over at RideBikesRadio.com. Got it? Yeah. Got it. So, until next I, time. I think I have our game. show title. Faster what was that? than OJ through an airport. That's Faster our show title. O- Faster that's than our show OJ title. Airport. Hang on. <laughs> I got to write that down. Faster than OJ through and airport. Boom. Show title. Done. Anyway, gang, this is DB. Till next time. Uh, we're done. See you later, everybody. Hey, don't forget to wear a helmet.